everybody, my name is Rune Aldred. Welcome to r and Presents RooneyTube, another little segment I have here on uh, the podcast since I'm not here with Mr. Retro for this episode. But I am accompanied by my good friend Whiskey and Bri. Say hi, Bri. Hey. Hey. It's really <laughs> nice up, to have everybody? you here on uh, RooneyTube as we discuss um, the Borderlands movie trailer. Mm-hmm. I've, I, I've wanted to do movie reviews and kind of reviews on my channel for a while for the Rooney Reviews stuff and I think Rooney Tube is a great segue to kind of open that up and I feel like with Borderlands just dropping the trailer a couple days ago this is the perfect opportunity to talk about it especially since yeah. me and you are both fans of the Borderlands game so uh it seems it, it I don't know it seems like it's something that should have came a long time ago because they've come out with four games now, five games now because of Tina's Wonderland. Yeah. Uh, I feel like this is something that should have happened a long time ago. I, I don't know if they were just waiting and figure out how they were going to make it work doing live action. I feel like they should have done an animated movie or at least a TV series first before they did a live action movie. I think all good things come in time. A very cliche saying there. But I feel like with especially video game adaptations from game to movie, it's very hit and miss. I like Eli Roth as the director. I think he's mm-hmm. a phenomenal director, and I trust that the movie is going to be phenomenal and probably one of the more better video game adaptations. Right. Um, I know a lot of people, from what I have heard, have complained about the casting which for mm-hmm. me per- which for me personally I think it's really well casted it's something I'm going to touch base on down the road when we start talking about this a little bit more <laughs> but um let's jump into first perspective view um for the podcast for everybody that's listening on all your podcast streaming devices if you go to the Rune Eldred YouTube channel you can find the vidcast version where you can see our lovely faces But as we talk about the movie trailer and compare it to the games, I am going to be throwing up references that both Whiskey and Brian and I will be seeing, evaluating, and talking about. So if you want to be in on all that, I highly recommend watching the vidcast version of today's podcast episode. Um, With all that being said, with all that being said, we'll jump into a small portion of small talk and kind of have a little catch up because me and you have not talked to each other in a while Uh, both with my my hospitalization and with you having a new child we have been very preoccupied so this year has been a doozy it has been a very big doozy but it's really good to see you i miss you buddy i'm so happy to see your beautiful face tim same same you you look like, like you you look good you look slim you look like you've lost a little weight Oh, that's because I was hospitalized for a week and couldn't get out of bed, and I like legit did not. As I was saying it, I'm like, "Ooh, it's probably because he was in the hospital." A guy is electrolytes, though. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! I got my electrolytes, and then I have like legit a plate of just busted pistachio pistachio shells. I've I've never had a pistachio. I've just been sitting here munching down on pistachios, eating nuts. But um, <coughs> with that being said, how are you? How have you been? 
How's having a I'm new good. child? Tired. Uh, definitely feel like we should have spaced out the kids a little more. Two and a half. I, f- I is... feel like two and a half years is pretty good. I was going to say that good for, my for brother... them when they get a little older, maybe. But him going through the terrible twos right now while trying to deal with a newborn has been a, a little uh, obnoxious. Just a challenge. I was going to say I my mean, mom perfectly timed me and my brother four years and four days apart. No way. Yeah. Because like me, all, all me and my siblings are all seven years apart. Which really? I feel like that's a little too far. I feel the same way because when you're growing up with siblings, granted, I only grew up with my brother for the first 13 years of my life, Mm -hmm. but like me and my brother having that close age group was really nice as a kid because it was somebody to grow up. You can relate a little easier Yeah, that way. Me, I didn't really get to spend a lot of time with my sisters, but my one full-blooded sister, uh, we spent a I mean, we were together until she was about 15. She moved out. But um, it, it was still kind of felt like there was a little bit of a barrier there. Like, she would take me to, to hang out with her high school friends, and I was in elementary school. And I, she was just like, hey, Brian's dumb enough. He'll do this shit. Like, she had her friend jump over me on a dirt bike, and I'm just like, yeah, this is cool. Hell yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, thinking now, I'm like, her friend could have totally fucking killed me. I was, I think, like seven or eight years old, just like ha, going along with anything my sister said, going out in the woods and doing shit. Like, <laughs> All right. Well, with the small talk out of the way, let's dive into our first Rooney review for the Borderlands movie trailer. Right. <laughs> Sorry for the cough, everybody. Brian, what was your first impression watching the trailer? So, first thing I saw was the casting kate i can always i always fuck up her last name blanchard kate blanchett right blanchett seeing like her my wife disagreed because i feel like she's to play lilith i don't know seeing seeing her as lilith and kevin hart as roland they're together in the game they they totally fucking hook up in the game but seeing her and Kevin Hart together, it just does not – I don't know if it's going to feel right. Because Kevin Hart in every sing- – I love Kevin Hart, but Kevin Hart in every single movie is Kevin Hart. He always plays – he's always the same goofy-ass, short, little black dude. Just goofy as fuck in every fucking movie. And I don't know if that fits Roland because Roland's – he, yeah, he has little one-liners in the game. But he's a little more serious and kind of the leader type. So I just don't know. I hope that Kevin Hart can pull it off, but I just don't. I don't can't see him as Roland. It just kind of threw me off in the trailer, and then seeing her as Lilith kind of threw me off. I think with the trailer's cold opening of the doll like vault thing, and you see everybody for the first time, mm-hmm. I was I was astonished because I thought it looked really well. Seeing like it, Craig the, visually, and, it looks awesome visually it is stunning like um if you look here on the chat on the side i have like a screenshot of the rack that's at the very beginning of the trailer that like Ooh. flies in and picks up i think it's a skag mm-hmm. oh yeah that looks awesome like the cgi looks great the um, cgi on the monsters looks phenomenal yeah 
But I have a counter argument. You know what also had pretty decent CGI? Hmm. Monster Hunter. And I, you know, I, I, like, I, I never like saw Hunter. the Monster Hunter movie. It, it, it's weird. I think, Dude. I think the use of CGI is going to be very profitable for this. It kind of has to with a game with the <laughs> adaptation of a game like Borderlands because Borderlands is so outlandish with the explosions, with the effects, with the the characters, with which the well, costumes I mean, look even... awesome too. Yeah, I think the 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 costume design, the setup, everything, it looks great. I think I I could agree with people when they say Kate Blanchett looks a little old to play Lilith cuz Lilith's supposed to be in her 20s in the game. Mm-hmm. And when you when you first when I first saw her, I was like, okay, she does look a little older. I thought Kevin Hart looked great as Roland. I think his outfit design looks phenomenal. It reminds me of Roland from the games. Lilith reminded me of Lilith. Tiny Tina really reminded me Tiny of Tiny Tina, Tina really, from I two. feel like they she was the one that matched the, the casting. I feel well. like they had to make sure they did her right, or people would have been right. pissed. More and the so actress, I feel like, else. with the what I got from the the trailer, I feel like she was she's gonna do great. I think she's gonna do really good. I feel like she's gonna have more of the antagonistic, annoying charm rather mm-hmm. than what Tiny Tina. Yeah, well, Tiny. I feel well, like she was more, wasn't more really... in the second one. In the yeah. second one, she was. And then Craig looks awesome as the psycho. Um, we get some cuts of certain characters. We get to see Marcus. In the trailer, Marcus looked amazing. Did we get to see uh, Mordecai or Brick? Because no, that's one thing that kind of threw me off. Because I, I so this is this is what I'm thinking is they're mashing the first two games, the narrative of Borderlands one and two together, to make a story. I think if we do see Mordecai Brick, I feel like it's going to be like a small cameo. Where they're kind of just like standing off in a corner somewhere and fans who are eagle-eyed will notice and be like, oh, that's them. Because mm-hmm. I've, the trailer takes the important two characters of each game. So Borderlands 1, Lilith, and Roland are essentially like the main characters. Roland is the unsung leader and Lilith is literally the most important person in the series. Scooter's going to be in the movie. Who? Gooder. Gooder? Gooder. Scooter, yeah. Bro, the vehicles looked amazing. I have a screenshot yeah, of they did. the vehicles when like Lilith goes and flips over the fridge and she's shooting at the like Bobby vehicle. Lee? Bobby Lee's was, gonna be in Yeah, Bobby Sorry. Lee's in it. Uh the dude who looks who the dude who's playing Marcus looks amazing. I feel like the main antagonist, the dude in the coat. Isn't that the Dutch Vanderlyn? I Feel, that is Dutch Vanderlyn. It is. <laughs> I feel like he is Dr. Ned. I feel like the villain is Dr. Ned. Really? Yeah, because when I look when I look at the main bad guy, it kind of screams that. He doesn't look like Handsome Jack should. Because Handsome Jack is very pronounced in his looks. So I don't okay. see him being the villain. The guy reminds me, and when I look at the main villain guy he reminds me a lot of dr ned moxie looked amazing in the trailer as well that small little clip of moxie we get 
that was cool. But I feel like I feel like with the the casting, as we were talking earlier, I feel like the casting's really on point. It took uh, me a minute. It took me a minute, like a few times of watching through the trailer to kind of get used to it. But I really, really do like Kate Blanchett as Lilith, especially an older one. Because let's say it's not. Will she be able to pull off the action? I mean, even just judging by the trailer and seeing like her gunslinging abilities and all that, it looks really good. I mean, I guess they could pull it off because she's a. Oh shit. Because she, I mean, she mostly uses magic, so they could just use that for. But I feel like they're gonna Kevin Hart. How how much gunplay is Kevin Hart gonna get? I feel like he's gonna be very focused. I feel like this is gonna be one of his more serious roles. I do feel like to be or nobody's gonna be able to take it serious. I feel like they're gonna Kevin Hart rolling, if that makes sense. Like they're gonna make him a Kevin Hart character. But I feel mm-hmm. like it's not going to be like the typical Kevin Hart character, the obnoxious, trying to be overly funny in your face oh, attitude. Because it was like when he was in the bus, even driving the bus through Piss Go- the Piss Gulch Gully or whatever, mm-hmm. you could tell that from that little scene that he is going to be the leader of the group in the way that mm-hmm. he dictated himself over the rest of the people in the bus and all that. My only I, thing is, I feel like they could have done better casting. Though. Like I, my, well, my even, main argument about it is like if they got Idris Elba, I feel like he would have been the perfect role. I feel like Idris Elba would have did a good role in, but I feel like I feel very confident in the casting of Kevin Hart. Even when like early like casting rumors were being talked about, and they're like yeah, it's going to be an adaptation of the original game, and it's going to be Roland, Mordecai, Brick, Lilith, and Kevin Hart's going to be Roland, Dwayne The Rock Johnson's going to be Brick. Like, even then, I was still, like, all for it, because I was... I do think Kevin Hart has the ability to be the leader type in a more serious, action-y role. Because it's it's going to be Borderlands. It's not like it's going to be a straight, like, diehard... It's not going to be super serious, but I definitely feel like he's going to have the, what's the word I'm looking for? The warm-hearted leader approach, where he's not like a hard-ass, yeah, he's not going to be the hard-ass military dictator leader that I feel like Roland could have been in the games, but I feel like he's going to be kind of the more Star-Lord-esque leader of the group. Right. I can see that. Only and, then, and the one last thing that kind of threw me off was Jamie Lee Curtis as Tannis because I when it showed her, I'm like, who the hell is when it showed her on the poster, I'm like, okay, who's that? I okay, I, I see I see Lilith, I see Roland, I see Claptrap, I see Tina, I see uh Clint. the psycho. Yeah, I see him and then I'm like, who the fuck is that? Who is that? It doesn't even look like Tannis at all until I was watching the trailer that you sent me on TikTok and it showed her steal the gun from Roland. He's like, he yeah. just asked for the gun and she just took, takes it from him. And I, I'm like, okay, that's Tannis. I could, I, it kind of clicked then. 
So I at first I had mixed feelings about it, but I think Jamie she's Lee been tied to the role since early development too. Like she Actually, was one, yeah. She, her, and Kevin Hart were two of the originally cast people that were tied oh. to the project. Because Kev, Kevin Hart's been tied to it since like years ago when they first announced that they were going to be working on a film and that mm-hmm. Eli Roth was going to direct it. Kevin Hart's been attached to it, so I think that's also another reason why, like him being Roland, doesn't affect me as much in terms of the shock value because mm-hmm. I've had that time to warm up to it. Like I just watched I didn't even know they were making a Borderlands. Oh, I've no that's why I started doing the let's plays on my channel. Oh. I like the moment they announced and actually like greenlit the project was when I started doing the videos. Oh, that was forever ago. Yeah. Damn. I mean, don't get me wrong, I do wish they would have adapted, like, just the first game, and it would have been everything. Because as as I said beforehand, I feel like they're going to mash the stories of 1 and 2 together. We're getting Roland and Lilith from the first game. We're getting Tiny Tina and Craig, which were the two fan favorites of the second game. Which kind of does a dishonest, because it really discredits the value of all the other characters from 2. When you think about like their role in the universe, which mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think Zero or any of them ever get brought up whatsoever in the story again after two. I don't think so. Um, I literally, I literally, yeah, I don't think any of them do. Because most most characters in the game return for other games. Because like in Borderlands One, you have obviously Roland, Lilith, Brick, Mordecai. Who all show up in pre sequel or have a significant? And they all show up in the second one too. Yeah, they all have a significant role in two. In pre sequel, they bring back Athena, who was a side character in the first game that you get to play as. And then they set up, they set up everybody from two that you ended up going against and killing, which made sense since it was a pre sequel. But I I never got a chance to play three, but I don't think in three Tales of the Borderlands and then the Telltale Borderlands, I don't think Zero, the Gunslinger, any of them actually show up in any of the continuations. No, I don't think so. I played a little bit of three, but I didn't find enough background to three. But yeah, I was gonna I say I, I noticed I your played... backgrounds three. I played some of it. Um, I played some of the events, but I didn't get that far into the story. I'm I started working, over like three or four times. I'm working through all the games right now with Max Mayhem, John, and possibly Chris. That's cool. Yeah, we're in pre-sequel right now. It's fun. It's been a lot of fun. It is. That's another one. I, I beat the first and the second one, and I'm I'm almost at the end of pre-sequel. Uh, but... Yeah, just the third one I bought it when it came out. Well, dude, even even the Telltale Borderlands game, the characters re return for that because mm-hmm. Rice Rice has a huge role in three and everything. I don't know how we got on the subject of the games when we're supposed to be talking about the movie, but yeah, yeah, my bad. No, it's all I think good. I brought it's, up the game. It's, it's um, all Borderlands related, anyways. The- the one last thing I was going to bring up was Jack Black is Claptrap, which 
I feel like he can do he can do a good claptrap. My only thing is, why didn't they just get the original voice actor for claptrap? I've heard a lot of people say the same exact thing as well, and I think it has to do with the fact that it is a star-studded cast, mm-hmm. and with video game adaptations, majority of the time they don't do well, box office wise. I mean, I it's very. It's very rare for a live-action video game adaptation to do well. Outside of, like, Netflix's The Witcher and, like, the Silent Hills. The video game adaptations rely on star-studded casts, I feel. Yeah. and Which is unfortunate. Mario Bros. also. Which is very unfortunate. But I, I do have a lot of faith in this. Eli Roth is phenomenal. The screenshots that I took that I'll be showcasing during this uh, podcast, the screenshots look phenomenal. I'm pretty sure the giant thing that they're driving towards in the piss goalie is the Harvester, which was the hidden boss in the first game. The giant like tentacle monster that they drive the bus through. I don't remember that. Which, regardless, regardless, seeing that giant monster makes me excited because one of the one of the big draws of borderlands as a looter shooter is the monsters mm-hmm. and it looks like the movies are going to adapt a lot of the creatures the monsters you've seen the rocks the skags it's i feel like eli roth will do a very good job bringing that world to life and i think if if anything else fails i do think the movie will guarantee leaving an audience within at all feeling of the world of Pandora. Because I, I think to, they're going to have to find a really strong balance between the action, the story, the environment, the world, all that, and make it not feel rushed as at the same time, which I think it's possible. And, and, and I'm, I'm having high hopes for it. Yeah. The, pa- um, the pacing is going to be but- everything for the movie. Because that's the only argument I've heard from, uh, like, the Super Mario Bros. movie was that a lot of people said that it felt rushed, which I love it. I'm, I absolutely love it. I didn't even notice it. But when I when I heard someone say that, I'm like, okay, it, it, it does feel a little it rushed. Does, it does feel like it does get a little rushed in Super Mario Bros. But I feel like that's like, going to okay, be hard. There, and then there. I feel huh? like that's going to be hard for a Borderlands movie because when you take the idea of the game where you're going and you're just getting a bunch of missions... Mm-hmm. it's hard to focus the narrative on that unless you take a draw that the the vault hunters go to one location which would be the city that was in the like the preview where mm-hmm. like bobby lee marcus and all them are i see them going there going to moxie's bar finding out about the vault and the rest of the movie focuses on their journey from like a to b getting mm-hmm. to the vault and I feel like they're gonna run into stuff on the way. I believe. I feel like that is exactly how it's gonna play out. They're gonna take Marcus's bus. Hold on. <laughs> they're gonna take Marcus's bus from the city after receiving information about the vault, and they're going to pretty much be fighting the monsters, psychos, and then kind of midway through is when they're gonna go against the main bad guy. And the Atlas Corporation with the Crimson Lance and all that. Because they're, they, 
they were they were in the the trailer, the Crimson Lance and all them mm-hmm. showing up in their red suits and everything with Tiny Tina on the Hyperion little thing. It's gonna yeah. rain body parts. <laughs> but I feel like I feel like the action and everything is gonna be used to kind of push the movie forward. Right. And I feel I feel like the set pieces for that with the action scenes are gonna be spectacular. But I do feel like the action pieces are going to make the movie feel rushed. Because look look at it like John Wick. There's only so much you could do in a day. And when you're literally going from fight to fight to fight to fight. The thing is like John Wick, I think because you're talking about John Wick 3. In John Wick 3, they do that where it's fight to fight to fight to fight, but that one is literally from the minute the moment the movie starts to the end, he's just constantly having waves of people coming at him the entire movie. So there's no time jumps. It's literally just, okay, he's done with this fight. Literally, the next second, somebody else is attacking him. So I, if they do something like that where there's no time jumps, it's literally just like, okay, they got they got past this obstacle, and now they move like maybe a mile down the road, and then boom, another obstacle. That's still story driven well enough to where, because obviously if it does well enough, they're probably gonna have to have a sequel. I don't know if it maybe they're gonna. I I definitely feel like this will get a sequel. I definitely feel like that. They they're either gonna end it in two ways: they're gonna get to the vault, and it it might be a little rushed, or they're gonna get about part way there. They're gonna get stopped, and then they're gonna they're gonna maybe make a sequel. And then they're going to finally get to the ball. That's the only way I could see them not rushing it. That's why I, I suggested maybe they should do a, they should have done like a TV series first and then or something. I, don't know. I think the movie will end with them getting to the vault, having a huge fight out with whatever monster is there, in addition to whoever is chasing them down, whether it's General Knox, Dr. Ned, or whoever the guy in the coat with the beard is whoever his character is, whoever is hunting down the vault hunters, I feel like are going to fight at the vault. When everything's settled and done, I feel like there will be a post-credit scene that will hint at a sequel with like maybe Handsome Jack showing up and claiming the victory as the one who orchestrated it. Kind of like how he does in the game where he claims he is the vault hunter that did it all. Right. Because <laughs> with that, then that leaves it open. If they do well, they, they're they open for a sequel. If they don't do well, then it was just a cool Easter egg for fans. Right. Also, bone to pick, actress that's playing Ellie is not big enough. She needs to add like 400 pounds to the badonk. To who? <laughs> Ellie? Scooter's sister or whatever? Girlfriend? Oh, the big bitch, <laughs> big lady. Dude, it'll be cool mind. seeing Scooter and her and everything. I'm excited. Now, the girl that's playing her, she looks, she looks gorgeous. I'm just saying, she's, they got, she's a little on the the plus size. I'm just saying, she's not, she's not big enough to play Ellie. We need a big girl. We need like one of the 600 plus pound sisters playing her. <laughs> My 600 pound life. Be like, hey, before you lose all this weight, would you like to star in a movie? <laughs> before you put that band on your belly. 
But yeah, so I feel I feel like we're both kind of very decided on how we feel about the movie trailer. I think I think we're both kind of in agreement that our first impression was a little wary, but we're both kind of. I'm gonna be hopeful. I'm, I'm gonna hopeful. be hopeful that yeah, and I and I don't I think that they could do it. Um, I'm just Mortal Kombat has kind of. Because I was very confident that I was going to love Mortal Kombat. Did you not like kinda... Mortal Kombat? It's... I didn't. I loved didn't. Mortal Kombat. I did. There was th- the there, action, there was the things... action was cool, like the five five minutes of action that there was in the movie. <clears throat> but I did not like that they only have their powers if they're on the sacred land. No, and... they have to. They they have their powers elsewhere. They have to achieve their arcana. Is that how it worked? I, yeah, I thought that yeah. they had that when no, they got they to got, that, that sacred area where they were gonna fight, and then no, suddenly uh, the main the but, main character doesn't get his arcana until his family is attacked by Goro. At his oh, house. that's true. That I do. Yeah, uh, yeah, that makes that's. Yeah. You get your powers by unlocking your arcana, which is pretty much your cheat. Was that how? Dude, I I watched it once and it you did got, not win me over. I watched it. Watch it I, again. I watch it again another... with an open perspective. Just I think what caught again. me off guard was was the main character. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Why isn't it Luke Kang? And then twelve year old boy Luke Kang showed up. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Oh, that's Luke Kang. He looks like a little girl. I honestly like it better when movies do it that way, and they create a character that exists in the world. I used to hate that. Especially when it came to like Resident Evil. But I think Mortal Kombat does it well in the terms of giving us a character to focus on outside of making us want to decide who we like from the main cast. Because it was like with Hanzo Hisashi and Bihan and the fights that they had, it was set up beautifully. Yeah. No, that and, was then making, and then making the main character the ancestor of Scorpion of Hanzo Hisashi, beautiful. It played beautifully into the story. <laughs> but that's that's a different movie. That's a different review for a different yeah, day. Yeah, I was just saying that movie kind of kind of gave me kind of killed my hopes for live action adaptations of, of video games. I'm very hopeful it, on it. I I've wanted to do a drinking corner podcast on video game adaptations, and talking with you really reignites that one because. My, my hope. I, I've always wanted to jump into film and I feel like I would do great as a director for video game adaptations mm-hmm. because it's like I feel like if you make a video game based movie you can't do it for the money you do it for the fans do it for the love of the game which I agree with my po- point here is there are a lot of fingers that go in that pot yeah. there is writers producers people that don't really care they just want the money making the product so the director has a very big part to play in it but there are people that are actually above the director that can actually just yeah. mess with his with the the what goes on with the movie and also <laughs> depends on you but i that's the only thing is just there's so many hands in the pot uh, there might be some people in there that don't care. That's some issues with some video games nowadays. There's people that don't have the passion for the game, 
they're just like, here's a project, make it. And they're like, all right. And that's that's just that's what... why I think the video game director, like a really good example of this is HBO's The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. I think having Neil Drunkman a part of the process of actually making the show was a wonderful idea because it allowed it allowed the world of the game to be there for the influence of the show and it really shined through and he was actually able to help make ideas to make it more realistic too like the whole whole thing with the instead instead of spores that it's more of a network of of fungi yeah i thought that was a really cool change when they change stuff like that i think is cool Sometimes when they make changes that aren't truthful to what the source material, I don't, I don't like it, and that's what I'm afraid I, they might do with Borderlands. But that's just a, a fear with any video game live action. I think when it comes to Borderlands, to keep it on the topic of Borderlands, I feel like when it comes to it, there is a lot of wiggle room for what can be done. Right, and even outside of the main story, just telling a story with Roland Lilith. Tiny Tino, Craig, Tannis. I feel like there's a lot that could be said for them outside of the events of the game. Because you could you could look at this whole adventure as like a whole side story, finding another vault, etc. Mm-hmm. Because as it shows in pre-sequel, like Lilith and Roland do go out together alone without Mordecai Brick. So it is very believable that they banded together with Tiny Tina and Craig. All characters that exist it, in the universe. Was there a timeline between the first the first game and the second game, or I guess the first game and pre-sequel that the Iridium wasn't everywhere? Because that would make sense because if they're like, oh shit, there's nothing in this vault that we want, let's move on. Oh, we heard this, uh, this other one's here. But wasn't it like after the first first game iridium just immediately just took over pandora yes because of opening the bolt maybe it could be like a prequel like uh they knew each other before the series of and then what happened anyway the, i'm sure they can make it work i feel like it doesn't have to be grounded in the game's universe because it, it doesn't have to be be canon to the game it could be like a totally different entity it like kind of like mcu is totally different yeah. from the comic books i i think in of itself, if you look at the movie as not being a faithful adaptation of the games, but just the story that takes place in the universe, I think it's going to be phenomenal. Because you got to remember, at, mm-hmm. face va- at face value, all Borderlands is is a story told by Marcus. That's true. The events that actually transpire in the game could be fabricated. Mm-hmm. Because all Borderlands is like a story told by Marcus. This could just simply be another story told by Marcus. Yeah. And I think that's where the movie's going to have a lot of wiggle room for continuity. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Th- that's actually that very, is... very fair. You may have swayed, ooh, swayed me on my worries a little bit there with that point, honestly. I, I think I like using that reference right there just kind of swayed my own opinion too. And because I never thought about it until I said it too, I feel like a lot of people's hangups that talk shit about live action adaptations, and my own hangup too is the not thinking that it's just a separate, it's not canon. 
The only one that I make an exception towards is The Witcher, because <laughs> I, I see it as a prequel of the games. But I, I feel, feel like that's a lot of people's hangups on why live-action adaptations get such bad reps. People I take feel it like, this is I am, canon to the game. I feel like the same way, because I am guilty of that, especially when it came to like Resident Evil. Uh, with with live-action adaptations, I want to see the game's story in live-action. Mm-hmm. That's where my mind goes when I first think of live-action adaptations. And I feel like that was evident in, like, Welcome to Raccoon City with Resident Evil, where it did tell the story of the first two games loosely. But I feel like that also helped open my eyes for events with, like, the Netflix Resident Evil show and stuff like that. I feel like it is... People need to be okay with the idea of stories existing with pre-existing characters in an alternate universe. So regardless that the Borderlands movie is just another tale by Marcus or not, I think people need, when they go to the theaters, because I'm going to be one of the people that go to the theaters to see the movie. Mm -hmm. I feel like you need to go into it with the expectation that you are here to see a Borderlands story. You're not seeing the Borderlands story that you are used to. You are seeing a story that takes place in a universe within Borderlands. Amen, brother. Actually, that was that was a really, really good point. Damn. So I, in my own expectations, I think the movie's going to do well. Again, with a star-studded cast as they have, within a phenomenal director as Eli Roth, I see very little going wrong with the movie. And I think that it is going to be spectacular and phenomenal to see. It is going to be astonishing with the visuals, the CGI, and everything that just goes into it. I'm excited. I agree. It's, it's, I agree. it's one of the more it's one of the movies I'm more anticipating for the year. Honestly, I I might have to talk I'll talk to my wife about it because Stephanie, she was she was like, no, I think it looks really good. And I was sitting there, you know, fanboy hating on the trailer. Like, man, this looks stupid. Look at Lilith. Don't, don't, get, me, don't get me wrong. I did the same thing, too. When I saw Kate Blanchett as Lilith, my very first thought was she's a little old to be playing this role. Yeah. And then it was like I watched the trailer a second time. I watched the trailer a third time, a fourth time. I started watching TikToks on it. And the more and more I saw her as the character – the more and more I was like, you know what? She does portray a good Lilith. Mm-hmm. I was like, she portrays an older, probably a wiser Lilith. One that's already more accustomed to her power. Yep. I think it's I, I really want to see I really want to see how they're gonna they're gonna work Roland's turret into. Kevin Hart busting out this big ass turret, throwing off his back. <laughs> I I won't lie. I will laugh so hard if there's like a scene of him struggling to pull out this like giant you know, thing. Now that you say it, it's body. definitely it's definitely gonna be in the movie. It's gonna be as big as him. <laughs> and even then, if they don't use the special abilities each character has, I'm okay with that too. Yeah, because his whole thing was that he's he's a soldier. 
He's a soldier. He, as long as he fights adequately with weapons, I'm I'm happy. Right. With Lilith, as long as it shows her do some type of mythical ability, I'm happy. Tiny Tina, yeah, as long as it shows her something. do some weird song and dance and type thing and I talk think... about chocolate chip cookies and old English fonts, I'm happy. Mordecai was my boy though in the first game, so that's Mordecai why I, was mine I, I too. really were wondering why they didn't have Mordecai. Mor- Mordecai was who I canonically played as for Borderlands, which is funny because when I play games, I typically always pick the main character when I go to do a story-driven game. Mm-hmm. But it was like Matt played Lilith, and I didn't feel like being Roland. I wanted to be Mordecai. I wanted to be the sniper. Right. So we did it that way. But it's like even with pre-sequel, I'm playing as Athena right now, the gladiator. Athena's fun though. I like Athena. I do like Athena too. Dude, her shield's nice. so bad. When you get like a, a whole bunch of dudes in front of you, you bust that shield out and just you get it to where it ricochets between everybody. That shit's so fun. But yeah, I feel like I feel like this is a good spot to conclude for the Rooney review for Borderlands. Um, my, um, I have one question before we stop, though. What's your favorite gun manufacturer in Borderlands? Uh, right now, it's having that little meme of all the like scientifically numbers flying past my head. I can't remember the manufacturer, but in Borderlands, the Game of the Year edition, I had this gun. And it was a little tiny pistol that one-shotted everything. Oh, shit. And it was, it was like, extremely OP. I don't know if it was one of those glitch hack weapons or not. I forget how I acquired the weapon. But I got it. And I mean, it killed everything in one hit, pretty much. It was OP'd as a... No, in, in the first game. Oh, in the first game. Yeah. I'm playing through the first game right now, also in uh on the Switch, and I'm trying to. Where did where did you get it? Because I'm gonna have to try to look for it. Oh, you said you don't remember. You got. Shit. Yeah, I don't I'm remember where. Mine's gonna have to be either Jacobs or Molly Wan. I feel like a majority of my guns are Jacobs. But with that being said, everybody, we we are going to conclude the Rooney review for Borderlands trailer here. Let us know in the description or in the comments down below if you're watching on YouTube or whatever you could comment on what your guys' opinion of the Borderlands trailer was. If our breakdown has swayed you in any way to like the movie even more or less. And I'm excited for it. I'm excited to see another trailer. I'm excited to see the movie in theaters. John and I will probably go and see it together as we nerd out like a bunch of nerds. Me, John, and Matt, probably. Oh my god! Dude, you're gonna um, get the cup? You're gonna get the. Oh, the dude, I'll get, I'll get a, I'll get a cup and popcorn tin, guaranteed. Oh yeah. I'll hunt down every movie dude, theater that, to make that sure that graphic get one. is gonna have to be boss. I agree. But yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did, again. Hit the like button, share with friends, family, pat, rock, cat, dog, whomever you got to share your podcasts with. Thank you again for listening on any of your podcast streaming devices. 
hopefully we'll be having more regular episodes of R&R podcast with me and Mr. Retro. I know it's been a while since our Battleship one, and I've had to do kind of spin-off RooneyTube episodes, but I still enjoy doing those. Big thank you to Whiskey and Bri for being here for this podcast episode. My pleasure, bud. Um, hopefully we'll be able to get you on Drinking Corner tomorrow, if you're up for it, as we what talk time? about uh, game theories. It would be 9, 10 o'clock my time. Okay. I might be able to make that. Um, kind of, if you do it about 10 o'clock, I might be able to make that. Okay. I'll, uh, we'll, we'll work on it off camera. Yeah, I'll, talk, I'll talk to you. Okay. Uh, again, thank you everybody for listening. We hope you enjoy the rest of your night. Toodaloo, everybody. Toodaloo. Ooh.